the Washington Wizards are headed to Wells Fargo Arena to face the Philadelphia 76ers in the first round of the playoffs. They solidify the eight seed in the play-in last night versus the Indiana Pacers in outstanding fashion. Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, Gafford, Neto will all play in the playoffs this season. Guys, it's off to season 17-32, and they had like a 12% chance to make the playoffs, and they got it done. Welcome back to the Westbrook Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Jackson. As always, you can find me on Twitter, Russell Westbrook gets a chip, at Always and Forever Art, and on YouTube at J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. Let's get it. Well, guys, I like that game. That game was good. I liked it a lot. <laughs> Look, the Pacers do not play any defense. So, guys, it was very easy for the Wizards to come away with a win on this one. If you're not going to play defense against the uh, Washington Wizards, you're probably going to lose the game. Um, but the Wizards, they pull it out 142-115. to 115. The Pacers never really had a chance in this one. I was very, very happy. Uh, the team seemed more confident. Um, everybody was taking the shots, uh, played a little bit more defense in this one. I was very pleased with it. But guys, before we get into anything else, the centers for the Washington Wizards, they played so well. Again, caveat, it was a freaking Indiana Pacers. I mean, they're barely a real NBA team right now. I mean, they fight in the locker room between coaches, and half of them is injured. But nonetheless, the three-headed monster for this one game was Lopez, Gafford, and Lynn. In my opinion, Gafford just was outstanding. He's just, he's amazing. Um, I tweeted out, I wish he can play 48 minutes. You know, was it anything against Lopez and Lynn? Some people took it that way. But I didn't mean it as anything against Lopez and Lynn. I just think the best center on the roster is Daniel Gafford for the players that play on the floor. Gafford is best for Beal and Westbrook. But it's taking nothing away because they all three played outstanding. Lynn only played 13 minutes, but he had seven rebounds, two assists, four points. I mean, he was just absolutely outstanding. He had a block and a steal himself. Then you had... Then you had uh, Lopez. He had nine points, one block, three rebounds. And then you had Gafford, who had 15 points, five blocks. Five blocks. Not five assists, not five rebounds. I'm talking about five blocks. I'm talking about sending five pieces of shit in the stands. Pardon me. My bad. I got a little excited there. I got a little excited. Five blocks, my goodness. They had, the Wizards had nine blocks in this game. They had more blocks than they had steals. They had nine blocks and seven steals. In what world? In Daniel Gaffer's world, that's where. Man, just great basketball by the centers. They were blocking everything, uh, getting rebounds. Gaffer had 13 uh he had 13 rebounds uh, on the night as well. You know, so they... Russell Westbrook had eight, I believe. Gaffer had 13 rebounds. Lynn had seven rebounds. Lopez never really rebounds. He had three. But 
they had 23 rebounds between the three of each other. They're rebounding or blocking everything. How many blocks they have in total? Um, Lynn had one. Gaffer had five. That's six. Uh, Lopez did. He had one. Seven. Seven blocks. Seven blocks, 23 rebounds. Gaffer, 15 points. Lopez, nine points. Lynn, four points. Just absolutely outstanding basketball by the center rotation. Do I like Gafford the best? Yes, because of who they play on the floor. I think they're best. Be- he's best behind Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. He allows for them to gamble. It isn't such a big deal when one of the two of them doesn't fight over a screen because they do that. Russell Westbrook does that. And before anyone says anything, us Westbrook fans, we know that. Is Russell Westbrook a good defender one-on-one in space? Usually, if he wants to try, he's usually fine. A screen, he just dies. But when you have Daniel Gafford back there, it doesn't matter. Bill does the same thing. He kind of fake like he's fighting over screen. He doesn't really. Having Gafford back there makes it not such a big deal all the time. Now, they, they need to fight over the screens, though. I'm not absolving that. They need to fight over these screens. The playoffs is coming. Ben Simmons is coming off them screens, and he's looking for Embiid. He's looking for Seth Curry. He's looking for Tobias Harris. Those things are coming. Fight over the damn screens. But I'm just saying, Gaffer block anything. I mean, you got to damn near put that thing up in the, to where the moon is to get it over Daniel Gaffer when you land the ball up. I mean, my goodness. Outstanding center rotation. Nothing to complain about there. I'm very, very proud of him. Of all three of them. Another one. Look, I want to say Rui Hachimura was very good. I talked about the centers. I don't think I missed anything. Rui Hachimura was very, very good in this one offensively. He still gets lost defensively when he's not on the ball. That's just, I feel like that's just going to be a thing. Until he learns more. He's young. He's a sophomore, I believe. So he's young. For right now, it is what it is. Offensively, though, 25 minutes, 6 of 8 from the field, 18 points, 2 assists, 4 rebounds, 4 for 4 from the free throw line. He was very solid. He was a guy. He hit him when it, when it mattered most. He hit him when he was open, 2 of 3 from the three-point line. Very, very good. The first play-in game, I thought he was rattled. And I said at the second, maybe a minute into the game, versus the Celtics, I said, Rui is all out of sorts. Veterans need to get him grounded. He was all out of sorts in that game. He was better in this one. He was much, much better in this one. I want to give Rui Hachimura credit for that. He was absolutely outstanding. Neto was another person I thought was rattled in the first game uh, in the, of the play-in uh, versus the Boston Celtics. But in this one, he bounced back. He was very solid. Look, he was 5 of 8 from the field, 2 of 4 from 3. He had 14 points. Uh, he had 2 steals and 3 rebounds. Again, he was solid. He was solid. And that's that's what we need from the role players going into this Philadelphia 76ers uh Going into that series, we need the role pairs to be solid. Look, we, look, we're not expecting for Neto to score twenty five like he's done in past games and just look like he's just one of the best players. We're not looking for that. We just need them to be solid. We need them five of eight and two of four. We need them six of eight and two of three, like Rui Hachimura. 
That's what we need from them. We need you to make them pay for leaving you open, trying to double Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal, who are both top team, top 10 in double teams per game, by the way. I think Beal's 5 and, uh, and Russell Westbrook is 10. They're both top 10 in double teams per game. We need those guys to make their shots. That's all we need. That's it. That includes freaking Bertans. But he played better in this one. We'll get to that. All right. Uh, but yes, Neto was absolutely very solid. That's what we need from him. Uh, I do want to give him credit as well. Um, he bounced back. He bounced back. Uh, so did Roy. Uh, so did the whole team. The whole team bounced back and, and played very well. Um, Hutchinson played 20 minutes. He was three or four from the field. You know, he was okay in his, you know, he was fine in his minutes. Again, he was just solid. Uh, didn't stand out. Um, one assist, one, two rebounds. Um, he did it right. He did his job for the minutes he had to do his job. Bertans played 19 minutes. Now, I want to say this. I want to give Scott Brooks credit. I thought he was going to play Bertans. 33 minutes again. I give Scott Brooks a ton of credit for saying, not damn that. Played him 19 minutes, three or seven from the field, two or six from three. He hit his only free throw. He had nine points, one steal. And guys, something else about Bertans, particularly in this game, I'm talking about just the Pacers. He actually wasn't putrid defensively. That's always the other thing I look at, is how much is he contributing on the offensive end, and then how much is he giving up on the defensive end. Versus the Boston Celtics, 19 minutes would have been too damn much. He couldn't hit the broadside of a barn, and he definitely couldn't stop anyone on defense. Versus the, Cel- versus the Pacers, the Pacers are built a little bit different. They don't have a Tatum or a Kimball Walker. Um, and he wasn't bad on defense. And he hit a couple of shots uh, in this one. And it's good. To, he's Look, he's just going through a slump. He needs to be able to hit these shots. He makes $8 million. Right now the, is the worst time for him to be in a slump. We don't pay you to be into, in a slump right now. No. Can you have a one-off bad game? Yeah, everyone does. But you can't go on a consecutive streak making $80 million to hit threes and not be hitting threes. Right now. Not now. Hell no. But in this one, he wasn't bad on defense. Brooks did the correct thing, held him 19 minutes, under 20 minutes, and he hit two of six from three, which is 33%, which isn't great for a sniper. But guys, be optimistic. Be happy. He hit some threes. Sometimes shooters just need to see a few go in, and it kickstarts everything after that. Bill Bertans and Brooks, great job on his minutes. Great job on seeing a couple of them go in the basket and not being so bad on defense. Got to give Bertons credit for that. Got to give Rook credit for that. Hey, guys, this is a positive podcast, huh? Very positive. Uh, Robin Lopez. Yeah, oh, I already talked about the centers. I'm sorry. Uh, Ish Smith, 22 minutes. Solid. He's been solid for a while now. Ever since after his injury, he had a couple of bad games. I think he's just trying to get his, his wind under him uh, from missing. Uh, he's been pretty solid. Like He was 4-7 from the field with 8 points. Uh, he had 1 steal, 6 assists, 4 rebounds. Look, Ish Smith is hooping. He's been very, very good. Uh, he's attacking the basket. Um, yeah, I think the Philadelphia and the 76ers are going to make him a jump shooter. So I don't think they're going to just let him. Now, Ish Smith is shifty. But I don't think 
they're going to just close out on him and allow him to drive to the basket. I think they're going to force him to shoot those threes, uh, as, especially being as short as he is. And the 76ers being a pretty big team, uh, I think they think they can contest him well enough uh, without accidentally running him off the three-point line. But he's been great, so I just want to see how he reacts to that and see what he does. Um, because he's been great uh, after his, since his injury, since he returned from his injury. I have no complaints. I still don't think him and Westbrook playing together makes any sense. But he's made it less of a problem as of late, uh, so I have nothing bad to say about it. Um, now, uh, then everybody else pretty much played garbage time. Um, the guys, this is a very good outing, but again, it was first at the ending in the Pacers who basically don't play defense. Their locker room's in turmoil. Who knows what the hell's going on? They also did a great job fouling out Sabonis. Uh, and that pretty much put the game away. I also like the Scott Brooks. He yanked Russell Westbrook. Damn that triple-double. I don't give a damn about that triple-double. He got hurt in those last eight minutes trying to get triple-double. I'm real pissed off. They yanked him out. He gets some rest. Guys, they don't play till Sunday. On Sunday, they were held to Wells Fargo Arena in Philadelphia to take on the 76ers. And we will talk about that game preview right after this. Guys. I want to start off by saying, clearly, the Philadelphia 76ers are a better team than the Washington Wizards. I just want to politely put that out there. Because for some reason, whenever I admit some other team or some other player is so good, people act like I have to think the Wizards is like the best thing since sliced bread. They're not. The Philadelphia 76ers are eye test better you know, Washington Wizards, and they're better in every statistical category. Let's do the preview. 76ers versus Wizards. 76ers, 49 and 23 on the season. Washington Wizards, 34 of 38. All right. The offensive rating per 100 possessions for the Philadelphia 76ers is 112.5, which is ranked 13th in the league. The Wizards score 110.7, which is 17th in the league. Defensive rating, points allowed per 100. 107, Philadelphia ranks second because their defense is elite. Washington Wizards, 112.3, which is 20th. Effective field goal percentage, you guys know that just takes into account that threes are worth more than twos, basically. Effective field goal percentage, 54.1 for the 76ers, which ranks 14th in the league. Washington Wizards, 53.1, which ranks 20th in the league. Opponents effective field goal percentage. 52.1 for the 76ers, which ranks third. Again, it's an elite defense. Our opponents score 53.9 points. Effective field goal percentage, or an effective field goal percentage of 53.9, sorry, which ranks 15th. Pace. Obviously, the Wizards are first at 104.67. Um, the Philadelphia 76ers are 100.12, which is 12th. That's where the Washington Wizards have to make a difference. However, there's a problem with that as well. I'll get to it. Uh, opponents three-point percentage. Opponents use 36.9% from um, three for the Washington Wizards, which ranks 19th. The Philadelphia 76ers, uh, 36%, which ranks 9th. So again, the Philadelphia 76ers defense is an elite defense. Um, so that's where it's going to be tough. Um now, let's talk about the uh, the pace. Again, the pace, 
0.12 for the 76ers, which is 12th. The Washington Wizards are at 104.67, which is first, by the way, by far. Um, almost by like two possessions uh, for the second, for, for the team that's second. So here's the issue with that. You know that the Washington Wizards only have, they've only scored 10% of the points in transition on the season. 10. That, that as fast as we move, only 10% of our points have come in transition. Which just, it doesn't, and my, my worry is, how are we going to make that better in the playoffs when the game slows down? But that's where we have to make a difference. We have to make a difference in transition. Now, we've got to push the ball. We've got to push the ball. Guys, historically, let me make sure I have it correct. But Russell Westbrook shoots 41% versus Ben Simmons in his career. That, by the way, is not good. So he's going to struggle versus Ben Simmons on some of these nights because it's just that hard. Look, Ben Simmons is a great defender. He's 6'9". Russell Westbrook is so used to being the bigger guard 99% of the time. That is not the case versus Ben Simmons. Um, so... Their head-to-head comparisons just... <sighs> but here's the thing. I think that Doc Rivers is going to overthink it. I really do. Russell Westbrook shoots 41% versus Ben Simmons um, for his career. However, this is what I think. He's going to make a mistake. He's going to put Ben Simmons on Bradley Beal. And he's going to put Danny Green on Russell Westbrook. And Danny Green, he cannot guard Russell Westbrook. I really do. I think he's going to overthink it. Because think about earlier in the season. Remember when Bradley Beal dropped 60 and Danny Green couldn't stop Bradley Beal to save his life? We're there, I think we were down 20. We came all the way back. I think we lost the game. But it doesn't matter. We came all the way back. And Beal dropped 60 on Danny Green. And I think that... the fan base for the most part at least social media and i think a couple of reporters asked doc rivers as well the hell were you thinking letting them drop 60 i think he's gonna overthink it guys if he takes ben simmons off of russell westbrook and puts him on bradley beal bradley Beal's gonna come off screens and shake free anyway because that's russell westbrook doesn't really come off screens i mean he does the pick and pop pick and roll with gaffer or you know or something but he doesn't just there's no staggered screens for russell westbrook so Bill's going to shake free and have a step or two. And I believe he'll get it done even on one and a half legs because of that. But Danny Green can't guard Russ. Oh my goodness, I think Doc Rivers is going to overthink this. And if that is the case, we're good to go. But like I said, Russell Westbrook shoots 41% versus Ben Simmons in the playoffs. I think it's 43% if you count like the regular season. But it's 41% in the playoffs. But guys, 
Russell Westbrook leads him in every other statistical category. Okay. Uh, Three-point percentage, Russ shoots 30%. Ben Simmons doesn't shoot any. Uh, free throw percentage, Russ has shot 83 for his career versus Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons shoots 65. Uh, Russ scores 37.5 points per game in their head-to-head matchups. Um, no, I'm sorry. That's wrong. Um, he averages 31... 23.2 points per game. Sorry. Uh, he averages 23.2 points a game. Um, Russell Westbrook averages 7.5 rebounds. Russ averages 8.5 assists. They both average 1.7 steals. Ben Simmons, of course, averages more blocks. He's 6'9". Uh, he, has, he averages 0.7. Russell Westbrook, 0.3. Um, but that, you know, Russ shoots 80% from the free throw line in a regular season. Uh, versus Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons shoots 59%. So that's what I mean. Um, Russ beats him in every other statistical category. Russell Westbrook just struggles to score over Ben Simmons. But I really think Doc Rivers is going to overthink this. He's going to put Ben Simmons on Bradley Beal because he's afraid Bradley Beal is going to erupt for 60. Um, especially after Bradley Beal came out and looked the way he did in the second half versus the Indiana Pacers. Now, if Bill had looked a little bit more hobbled, but Bill lit it up in the second half versus the Indiana Pacers. And I really think that Doc Rivers is going to overthink this and he's going to put him on Bradley Bill. If he doesn't, Houston, we have a problem. Um, yeah, so Russ Westbrook, uh, his playoff stats versus uh, Ben Simmons, he averages 24 and a half. 24.8 points per game. Ben Simmons only averages 15. In the playoffs, Russell Westbrook averages 7 rebounds to Ben Simmons' 8. Assists, Russell Westbrook averages 8 to Ben Simmons' 6.8. Steals, Russell Westbrook averages 2 versus Ben Simmons' 1.5. Um, so, I don't know, guys. I don't know. Now, if they put Ben Simmons on Russell Westbrook, Bradley Bill going off. Danny Green cannot guard him. He just can't. Uh, now, moving on from the scoring, Bradley Bill and Russell Westbrook are going to score a lot of points, period. I just don't want Russell Westbrook taking 30 shots to get there. And I'm a Westbrook fan. But Ben Simmons makes it difficult for him. So it's a volume thing. I don't want that. I want him to stay under control, shooting his 15 to 20 shots per game, making sure everyone's getting involved, getting his 15 assists, his 10-plus rebounds, his 2-plus steals. That's what I want to see from the Brody himself. And when he has to erupt in the clutch, then you do that. Then you do that. Let's get ben, let's get Bill involved. Let's get Ben Simmons and some screens running around trying to trace Bill all over the place. Make Ben Simmons shoot. Make that joker shoot. Guard Seth Curry. If I see Ben Simmons at the three-point line, I'm standing at the free-throw line. I don't give a damn. Make him shoot it. I do not want to see one wizard trying to run Ben Simmons off the three-point line. Leave him there. They're going to treat E. Smith the same way. You treat Ben Simmons the same way. Let him sit there. Y'all talk about a point guard who can't shoot. That motherfucker can't shoot. He cannot shoot. Um, So let him. Let him shoot. 
let him prove that he's going to make it consistently. That's all I'm saying. He's an NBA basketball player. I'm sure when he's in the gym, he's just stroking it. But as far as in-game so far, and I know he's hit some over the last couple of years, make him prove he's going to consistently hit that outside three-point shot in the playoffs versus the Washington Wizards. I don't want to see one wizard running him out. None. Whatsoever. Nothing. Now, I know what you guys are thinking. I haven't even talked about Embiid yet. Guys, because I don't think they can stop Embiid. I'm nervous. I just got through saying I love Daniel Gafford with Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal. It's just the best. It's just the best. But guys. But <laughs> guys. Dale Gafford going to foul out in 15 minutes versus Embiid. That's just a bad matchup. It's just, it's just not good. Daniel Gafford on Embiid, who already has foul troubles, Daniel Gafford does, just scares me. But the thing is, is that Daniel Gafford is the one who can jump out the gym and block shots. So it makes sense. But he's just so young and he fouls so much. I hope that Scott Brooks, Russell Westbrook, Lopez, Lynn, I hope they're all sitting around and they're talking. And the whole coaching staff are for the next three days. Don't play him until Sunday. For the next three days. I hope they are sitting around. I'm talking about Friday, Saturday, and Sunday before the game. Trying to teach Gaffer how to defend without fouling. Something I thought was really great is there's a clip on Twitter. Daniel Gafford is asking the referee how he can fin- defend without fouling. And you can tell he's soaking it in and trying to learn. That I love that. Being a sponge is important at that age with the athletic ability that he has. I love it. I love it. He's, and I hope they are working with him starting right now on how he can defend Embiid without fouling. Because if we can get Daniel Gafford to play 25 minutes versus the, the, the 76ers without fouling, guys, that's a big difference. That's a big deal. But Gafford has fouling issues. So at this point, I'm like, man, I don't know if he survives 15 minutes. Rui Hachimura, look, man, you can't be getting caught off ball. You just can't. He can't be caught over helping from the corners. Seth Curry gonna be out there. I just look. He can't. He he just can't do it. He cannot do it. It they will eat us if he does that. He has to be disciplined. They're gonna have Seth Curry. They're gonna have Danny Green sitting in these corners. And he just. He's got to stay, but Tobias Harris, why did I forget about him? Oh, and Shake Milton. Okay, guys, because you know Shake Milton, he's suddenly Jordan when he plays the Washington Wizards. <laughs> he just, he's sort of my, suddenly Michael Jordan. We can't stop him to say, because the freaking Washington Wizards can't stop anybody. That's what the narrative is. And then I feel like everyone goes in with confidence. But the thing is, is that since April, the Washington Wizards have been top 10 in defense, which is impressive. But we go through these stretches where we just like, screw it. Like the entire Boston Celtics game. Where we go through these stretches, we're like, nah, we don't feel like playing defense today. Guys, that can't be it. That can't be what we're doing today. Uh, Versus the 76ers. 
All right. Uh, we just can't. Now, and it's not just Roy. All anyone guarding the corners. If you got, if you got Green or Harris or Curry, do not help off the corners. Just don't do it. If you have to choose to let someone, I get it, and B, you got to come double, get the ball out of his hands, then you have to rotate on a string. And if you're going to choose someone to leave, you might want to leave Danny Green. I, I just, because if you leave Seth Curry, he lighten us up. You can't leave him. If you leave Tobias Harris, he definitely lighten us up. If you have to choose, I guess you're going to have to choose Danny Green, and then you're going to just have to rotate on a string. Guys, they cannot take time off on defense. They can't. I'd rather Russell Westbrook or Bradley Beal take a playoff on offense than on defense. They just can't do it. Because once Seth Curry and Tobias Harris get hot, they get hot. Piping hot. Now, here's another way that the Washington Wizards can help themselves. One, do not help off the corners, off the strong side corners. You got to rotate on the string. You got to get in transition. I know it usually, the pace slows down in the playoffs. One of the reasons is because the defense is actually picking up when they're better. Another reason is because you're only playing eight or nine players usually because you shrink the rotation. So naturally you slow down. But guys, they got to push the pace. You have to push the pace. You don't want to have a set defense versus the 76ers. You just don't want that. Not on, You want to score in transition. Another way they can help themselves is Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. Guys, they definitely do shoot a lot of free throws. Well, I think they average about 14 free throws per game between the two of each other. That is how they can make a difference. Um, they got to get to the free throw line. And Russell Westbrook needs to make his free throws, which he's been doing as of late. So I didn't mean that sentence in a, in a way that uh, um, was diminishing Russ, the Brody himself. He started off bad with the injury, playing on one leg, whoop to whoop. Now he's been shooting it a lot better, somewhere around 78% on, uh, since, uh, since the All-Star. I think it's the last... 15 games is what I said on my tweet. I can't remember. But close to 80%, which is his average for his career. And he needs to continue to make them. Brad Bill needs to continue to make them, which he has. Uh, but they shoot 14.1 free throws a game. That is another way they can help themselves. Get to the free throw line. Make your free throws. Guard the perimeter. Rotate on the string. Push, push, push. Keep running. Keep running. You're not going to stop Embiid. This is just not going to happen. We just don't have... Like I said, if Gafford can play 25 minutes without fouling, that helps a lot. But we all know from previous... We we tried to with Lopez and, and, and Lynn, and Embiid is just better. No stopping him. That's what I think about the game going forward. 
the Philadelphia 76ers are a better team. The statistics say so in every way. The Wizards have to push the pace. They have to get to the free throw line. Players have to make their open shots because they are not. Doc Rivers will not let Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal average 70 together. We know they can. But I don't think Doc Rivers, that is his goal. One of you is getting stopped. One of you having a tough time. Now, I put Danny Green on the other and hope for the best. But one of you are done because Ben Simmons locking that up. That's what they're thinking. Now, you can't stop Russell Westbrook and you can't stop Bradley Beal. There's no stopping that. That's not what I'm saying. But this isn't the Pacers. This is one of the top defenses, if not the top defense in the league. Ben Simmons is going to be on one of the two stars. I think that Doc Rivers is going to overthink it, and he's going to put him on Bradley Beal. And the engine that is Russell Westbrook will have his way, probably for the first game or two. And then they'll try to figure something out. That doesn't mean we're going to win. I just think he's going to make that mistake. Will I choose the Washington Wizards to win this series? No. The better team, top to bottom, is the Philadelphia 76ers. Period. Do I think we're going to get swept? No. I think Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook at least get you one. They're too great. I don't, Russell Westbrook don't get swept. I can say that as a Westbrook fan. That don't happen. Just like I said, Russell Westbrook don't miss the playoffs. And everybody's like, man, we're going to miss the playoffs. we 17-13. Russell Westbrook does not miss the playoffs. It don't happen. It just doesn't. And he ain't going to get swept. Nope. They're going to get you one. Russell Westbrook and Bradley Bill is an elite backcourt. The first or second best backcourt in the league. Because if you want to throw Harden and Kyrie, that's fine. But they stop too. And in my opinion, it's the best backcourt in basketball. When uh, that My only caveat is, like I said, Harden and Kyrie are great. That's why I say one and two. One and two. Because they are elite and efficient. But guys, I'm excited. Sunday, 1 Eastern, 12 Central. We will take on the Philadelphia 76ers in Wells Fargo Arena. Embiid versus Westbrook who cannot stand each other at all. Is there going to be some shoving matches? Oh, yes there is. Oh, they're getting into it. Definitely. Always. And when the games is on the line. When it's something important like this, every single time. It's going to be a lot of fun. I will see you guys there. But right here is where I break things. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Westwood Podcast. I really, really appreciate it. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on any podcast platform you use. I'm on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, CastBox, and much, much more. So hit that subscribe button so you get all of my post-game podcasts. And guys, we're in the playoffs. This should be a ton of fun. Also, if you like video analysis, breakdowns, and things like that, please follow my YouTube channel, J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. I have plenty of highlights and video analysis on that YouTube channel, so go check it out. But guys, thank you guys so much for listening to the Westbrook Podcast. I am your host, J.D. Jackson. As always, you can find me on Twitter, Russell Westbrook gets a chip at Always and Forever Art, and on YouTube at J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. Let's get it. And as always, until next time, peace.